Hi there, this is just a quick message if you're enjoying Film Smash. I'm recording this clip on my birthday, so as a birthday present for me, I'd really like you to go to your podcast player and leave us a rating or a review, and share us with one of your friends, because I bet you know at least one person who would love this. Make their day, and mine, and send it their way. Rating and sharing really helps out at this stage, so please just take a moment and lend us a hand. Thanks. Hey there, listener. Yeah, yeah, sound problems, you know the drill. This time it was a buzzing on Jack's mic and we didn't know about it until after we'd recorded and we nearly scrapped it, but we liked it so much we saved it from the edge of the dustbin. So enjoy Murder on the Polar Express, a film smash Christmas special. So today we're recording in my bedroom. We're both sitting uh, opposite each other on the long ways of a desk. It's awkwardly far apart. We've got some, some wine. Um, Wine, some peanuts, some pretzels. We got we a DSLR of, randomly. We couldn't think of an interesting location for today, so we just thought we'd make it as romantic as possible. So we've got, a, got the wine and the peanuts. You got a film smash for me? I got a vague one. Um, mainly based on names. <laughs> so you find to put those names together, so let's make a film out of it. Um, oh, right, this one. Yeah. When I when I was uh, when I was young, the first ever film I watched in three D, uh, and then was disappointed afterwards watching other films in three D and not being the same. Uh, I watched in the big IMAX in London, uh, and it was the Polar Express. Oh yeah. And uh, I haven't seen it all the way through. Haven't you really? I probably haven't seen it in many many years, but I know the premise because uh, I always remember right. the premise, which is um, this kid and a group of other children every Christmas Eve, a train comes rolling through town and stuff, and, and it's driven by Tom Hanks, he's the conductor, and they all get on it, they get taken to the North Pole, and they get to see Santa and the presents, and it's, it's a Christmas magical adventure. Um, yeah, I'm going to mix that with Murder on the Orient Express. Wonderful. <laughs> so Murder like the play. Murder on the Polar Express. Murder on the Polar Express. So we've got this kid's Christmas film, and then we've got this detective crime film. These are two stories that I don't actually know that well. But they're both set on trains. They're both set on trains. Well, both, yes. At least some express. portion of their runtime, run they're on trains. They're both set on express trains. Exactly. My cousin always thought that Pizza Express was a train. <laughs> <laughs> so you just Imagine go on a train and they'd bring a pizza to you. Imagine that instead of a, a, a man on a moped coming to your door, it's just a train. <laughs> Oh, you mean like a train that arrives to your house? Yeah, yeah, train. Just train <laughs> delivery. Yeah, train delivery. So I'm thinking, every Christmas all these children get on this train to go see Santa. Some of these kids are not a fan of Santa. Santa has done them wrong in various ways. These group mm. of kids, maybe they don't know each other, maybe, or maybe, maybe it gets revealed later in the film that all these kids did know each other, and they start planning from last year how to deal with this. Because they all want to kill Santa. They all want to kill Santa. They all want to kill Santa. And they do. So, at the start of the film, it's magical Christmassy open. And all these kids get on the train. And some of them, and it introduces all of them. They're all from like different, you know, the train goes through all these kids' neighborhoods and they've all got like, you know, different, uh, they're all from different backgrounds and they're different uh-huh. kinds of people, maybe from different, and they're from different countries and stuff. Um, and it looks like, you know, it's like they don't know each other at all and they all get put on the same like carriage on the train. And then, um, Santa's on the train with them. Like Santa comes through the train. This is like the thing. Santa comes through the train and like greets all the kids. 
Is that um, what happens in the film? It's not what happens in the film. I need Santa on the train. For yeah, the he needs to be on the train somehow. Definitely. He needs to be on the train. Uh, and then something happens, something goes wrong on the train. Uh, like, you know, it's like, oh, like, um, in, in Polar Express, there's a bit where, like, it, it like, falls off the tracks and, like, skids along, like, a, an iceberg or an ice lake. Uh-huh. Um, maybe something like that. Something goes wrong. Uh, anyway, you just open the other bottle of wine there. Let it, let it breathe. Jesus, man. <laughs> Not an animal. <laughs> You're born in a barn. Um, something goes wrong, and then the lights come back on, and everyone looks back up, and Santa's dead. <gasps> Someone's killed Santa. Who on this train of kids is like gonna investigate this? Little kid Poirot. Um, Baby Poirot. <laughs> In fact, that's the main character for our film. Whoever like is the kid who, who's like an investigator for some reason. But they have to be a child because everyone here's a child. Mm. It's kind of like it's like a a very famous five kind of story, but on a train with a murder and and a supernatural <laughs> grandfather. I mean, you know, one, one part like a kid. What, what's this kid do? Like there are like um. Maybe they work for like their school newspaper, or something, mm. and they and they like they want to like be the investigator here. So our main character doesn't come from any of the films that we're smashing. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. So mm. and then and then like all the and so like and then the mystery they discover is like, <laughs> why, why why do they what do they have against Santa? Like that's the obvious. Like you know Santa didn't give them the present they wanted. Yeah, that's too, too obvious. That. Well, we can make it darker. Okay. What about? I asked, I asked for Christmas for my parents' crippling disease to be cured. And Santa <laughs> didn't give it to me. He just gave me this stupid puppy. What about, like... <laughs> can I do with this? What about, like, a political movement against Santa launched by single parents who feel that Santa is taking away their own sense of responsibility? I think each kid has, like, a different reason. Okay. And they, they, found, they bound themselves together. On a previous Christmas, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna next year. We're all gonna get on the train together. We're gonna know each other, but act like we don't. And then we're gonna hitch. And there's this plan's gonna be off seamlessly. One of us is gonna sabotage the brakes. One of us is gonna cut the lights. And then we're all gonna. And some more of us are gonna like hold down Santa. We're gonna drug. We're gonna drug his uh, his sherry. <laughs> and then we're gonna I've kill told, him. I told you what this is. This right. isn't murder on the Polar Express. Oh yeah. This is the Great Polar Express robbery. <laughs> okay. Where these kids decide to steal all the presents. Oh my god, yeah! <laughs> oh, okay, so we're slightly changing the logic of the Polish press. So the Polish press is, is not also. Not all, only does it pick up children to have them give them a Christmas adventure, it's also the way in which. Well, there must be something valuable on the Polar Express. Santa. Well, it's not even that. In Proof this of Santa. This is the closest they're, they're going to get to be able to prove to the world that Santa exists. And that. All these kids have been spending their school time like surrounded by people who are skeptics. Some people believe in Santa, some people don't. They've realised the adults don't, the world doesn't believe in Santa, but, but these does, kids do. How does that work? Like I always wonder in like films in like kids <coughs> where Santa exists. Looking back when you're older and you know you know about Santa. Surely all the adults know that Santa exists, because like I didn't buy these presents for my children. <laughs> but they're here. So therefore Santa is real. Maybe the Santa in these films has like mind wipe technology. But like 
Do the parents not want to get their own children Christmas presents? Well, I always thought the parents got some presents. Or does Santa get all of them in, your, in this world for you? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to ask. Okay, what did, what did your parents tell you, Joe, when you were a kid? Uh, they, they told me that some of the presents were from Santa, and some of them were from them, and they labelled them as such. Were they the best ones they kept for themselves? From them. I can't remember. We always had that. It was always like if we're getting something big, it was always like, that's a mum and dad present. Santa uh, can't afford that this year. <laughs> Santa, Santa got you like some other things, but like if, if we were getting like, um, I don't know, if like something big, like a, like a games console for the family. When we got our Wii. Do you remember when you got your Wii? We never had a Wii. We never had a Wii. <laughs> Jesus. This is going to be every episode. There's a new reveal of something I haven't experienced as a kid. Well, this is, well, this is now us to come to. We need to save Joe's Christmas by getting him a Wii. You're going to get me a Wii for Christmas. <laughs> Probably only like twenty quid. Okay, so back to it. Okay, you 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 were never a child. That's okay. Um, I'm I'm aware. There's this group of kids. They want to kill Santa. And steal the presents that are on this train. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. But what if it's like an up situation where they're trying to prove the existence of Santa Claus? That's what I'm stuck with. Like, how do people, how do people <laughs> not know Santa exists? <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious. He leaves, like, you know, markers. What if the, the government never officially acknowledged the existence of Father Christmas and he's being. <laughs> kept secret by the CIA. But again, how do people not know? Subliminal messaging. That all these parents are being broadcast in the Christmas carols. They're being broadcast messages that make them believe that they bought the presents. Okay. Right. But actually, it's this supernatural being who no one understands, who's, for the sake of humanity, being having his official existence kept secret by the CIA. And, and the government. And the government. All, no, no, the government. All the money the parents think they're spending on presents goes straight to the government. Yeah. And Santa makes, them all, makes all the presents free of charge. So that's how that, that's how that works. Mm. Sure. Or, <laughs> in this modern world of like subscription boxes and stuff, all the parents have signed up to this program called Santa. Oh, to get all the, <laughs> the lazy parents. Yeah. So they send off 70 quid a year. Or whatever. Like, yeah, ten, 10 quid a month for their kids to have the best presents at Christmas. And they think it's like a subscription box service, but it's actually Father Christmas in the modern age. I'm sorry, that even again, I'm just like. What? Okay, okay, no, I like that. Fine, I'll take that. Um, so Santa's actually a supernatural being. I can totally imagine parents falling for the business deal that. If you pay us seven pounds a month, it's getting cheaper every time. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, trying to make it more realistic. But seven pounds a month, your kids will have the best presents arrive under the tree on Christmas morning. And yeah. parents are like, I don't know how it works, but it's great because yeah. they can't believe that it's Father Christmas. I like the idea that um, also subliminal messaging exists in all the Christmas carols. <laughs> yeah. Also, every like Christmas special that plays on Christmas Day, like in the Queen's speech. And in whatever episode of Doctor Who's on, there's mm. like subliminal messaging to make you forget that, you know, you didn't unlock your doors. You didn't, like, accept any packages, but they all arrived there. Mm. For some reason, you were told to put out, um, like, um, ca- a carrot and some sherry and cookies the previous yeah. night. 
and there's not they're not there when you come back. But <laughs> did you drink them? You don't. Did you eat them? You don't know. And they're all hearing in these silent sounds. Yeah. Okay. So all the parents in this world are being sort of brainwashed and not knowing Santa exists. Mm. But the kids, it doesn't work as well on them. But they're dumb kids, who cares? No, these group of kids, they, they, they have a vendetta against Santa. <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Because of all the uh, paranoia surrounding paedophilia and... Oh God, no, we're not taking it there. These days, <laughs> some of these kids are like, I'm creeped out by the idea of this old white man. He watches me. my room. He watches me when I'm sleeping. Yeah. He knows when I'm awake. Maybe, maybe these are all kids who like, you know, so all the kids know Sam's room. They go on this Polar Express a lot, you know, every year. <laughs> and they're worried, you know, they, maybe they're getting a bit older, these kids. And they know when you get above a certain age, they wipe your memory. And you mm. become just like the adults and you forget about all your fun <gasps> times on the Polar Express, all the people you met, all the memories you had, all the presents. So they decide to kidnap Santa. You forget. What if they just kill him? That's the worst memory. <laughs> Everybody must stop this. They don't want. They they need to like make sure that maybe they know this is their last Christmas. Hmm. And they know that at the end of this night, they're gonna have their memories wiped. And they're gonna forget. And they're gonna be just like their parents. So instead of trying to cling on to their memories, they kidnap and maybe they don't kill Santa. But, but like that's like turning into eternal sunshine. It's also becoming... Okay, we're losing the, the murder element, but we, we'll come back to it, don't worry. We'll get uh, there. There'll be murder at the end. There's always murder at the end. Um, so these, these group of kids... And, and, uh, it's like Snowpiercer. It's like Snowpiercer. Their memories are going to be wiped, and they don't like that. They don't want to become just like their parents. We're blind to the truth. So, they... Over the, over the following year after their last Christmas, mm-hmm. previous Christmas, all these kids from all over the world message each other, they speak to each other. And they've got different reasons, you know. They don't want to be bright. They don't want to have their minds wiped. Maybe they do have something against Santa, you know. What's that like, like Christmas song? Where it's like, um, I saw like you. It's like I saw my mum kissing Santa under the mistletoe or something. Oh yeah, there's so many in those songs. They're yeah, Santa clearly broke up a marriage or two. Mm. So and the mum then forgot about it. <laughs> oh, but like they knew the like something eroded their marriage. But they didn't quite know what it was because of all this liminal messaging. They didn't know that she had directly cheated on her husband with Santa. You know what they say, a cheater always forgets. A cheater always forgets. So like, they, like, they, they knew that there was some reason they didn't like each other, but neither of them had any proof or any like real reason. Have you heard that song, Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney? I haven't heard that. It's, it sounds it, filthy. It really is. Santa Claus got stuck up my chimney. Okay, yeah, so, so he ruined a marriage. And only the kid knew um, that it was Santa that did it, but their parents just couldn't see it. And the kid couldn't just turn around and say, no, the reason you're fighting is because of what Santa did. And they were like, fuck off, Jeremy. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're arguing yeah. because of you. It's your fault, Jeremy. No. It's your fault, Jeremy. No, it's not you, Jeremy. No, sorry, wait. No, why did I say that? Um... Oh, yeah. That works. What else, though? So, one kid thinks chance. Santa broke their parents' marriage. No, knows that Santa did that. Santa is just a lad. No, 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 it's different. No, Santa, actually, no, yeah, make it more sympathetic to Santa here. Santa actually sees this woman every year. All right. Oh. And, and, but, like, he knows the rules. She has to forget. But he's been falling in love with her. And she has with him as well, but just forgets. Oh. And finally, they kiss and are seen by the child. And then he had to stop doing it after that. Maybe that was the last year. 
don't know. That was last year. That was last year. So that's so since that year, the, the marriage is on now. And this kid is now the leader of the anti-Santa brigade, um, who want to stop their memories getting wiped and get revenge on Santa. Okay, that's one kid. That's one kid. That's Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one kid who just didn't get what he wanted. It's, it's classic, but it's... But like, like I said before, like maybe he didn't get what he wanted, but that thing was pretty important. Mm. Like he wanted, you know, world peace. <laughs> what kid wants world, world peace? And now he's like uh, one of his parents or siblings to be cured of some disease. Mm. Yeah. Santa didn't give it to him. Santa can't, that's one of the rules. Santa can't, you know, like uh, meddle too, too far in these events. They need, they need commercial things that the parents could have paid for because that's how they get their money. <laughs> they can't just give them cures or anything important like that. It just has to be, it's, moder- it's, 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 it's physical things. So Santa could, you know, Santa maybe he had the power to, you know, this man can fly around the world in a year and make and mass produce all this stuff. He's clearly got some kind of, you know, immense power, but he can't use it to actually do any good. And that's what this kid resents. Yeah, commercial Santa didn't didn't help my problem. She hates. a woman, this one. Okay. She hates that Santa doesn't actually help anyone with his power, and he's a shill of wasting his power. A government shill. A government shill. <laughs> of every government in the world. Yeah. <laughs> the UN. <laughs> That's who it is. Sorry, I just, I just found All the right. lyrics. Go on. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney when he came last year. Oh, Santa God, Claus got stuck in my gross. chimney. He won't come back, I fear. There he was in the middle of my chimney, roly-poly, fat and round. There he was in the middle of my chimney, not quite up and not quite down. Santa, please come back to my chimney. You can come back here, because Daddy made a brand new chimney just for you this year. Oh. Oh, Ella is a little girl just trying to be good. Yes, I find that things don't always turn out as they should. Why, just last Christmas Eve, she waited up for seven, for seven to drop five, but I nearly missed him, and here's the reason why. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney. Stuck in my chimney. Stuck in my chimney. When he came last year. Well, you have to bleep all of that. That's filthy. <laughs> Good old Ella Fitzgerald. All right, so who's, who's this, this um, anti... But does Gerald fit Ella? Capitalist. Um, anti-capitalist. Anti-capitalist, anti-government shill, Santa. She's like the opposite of lady. Veruca Salt. Uh, she's... Ulcer Sugar. Ulcer Sugar. Ulcer. <laughs> Ulcer. A horrible name. Uh... Ursula, that's close to Ulcer. That's the name. Yeah, that's alright. Ursula. Ursula Sugar. Or Ursula Pepper. Ursula Cain. Ursula Cain. I like go. that. It's got Jeremy and Ursula Cain. Who <laughs> <laughs> have different motives are going to work together to stop Santa. Any more kids who can get involved? What if it's just the two of them, like, Bonnie and Clyde? It could have been two of them, yeah. <laughs> Tell about little uh, romance story. They're kids. You know, kid, kids' films have, like, creepy kid romance stories. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> some, some, yeah, there's something to do. Um, Alright, so Jeremy and Ursula Kane. What's Jeremy's surname? But Ursula Kane is far more fleshed out. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. What's Jeremy's problem again? He... Uh, they broke up his parents' marriage. <laughs> Santa ruined his parents' marriage. Je- Jeremy Cock. Jeremy Cock. I knew you were gonna say. 
Alright, Jeremy Cuck. <laughs> he wasn't trying to bang his own mother. <laughs> Cuck and Kane. Cuck and Kane. <laughs> oh, we should never be allowed to write kids' films. <laughs> Alright, now fuck it, yeah. Jeremy Cuck and Ursula Kane. <laughs> Both have... Victorian schoolmasters. <laughs> Separate reasons to uh, where are they both from? They're both from like different places in the world. One's How from, long like, is this train journey to get to the North Pole? Um, some people, <laughs> you never see that in the Polar Express, do you? Some kids who were picked up in like Japan who've been on the train for like <laughs> <laughs> fucking hours, <laughs> 11 hours. It's like, oh god, come on, <laughs> magic, it's magic, let it go. <laughs> I mean, that's not the most unrealistic element that we've invented for this so far. <laughs> what would that be? Um, Santa. No. Um, okay, so, Jerry Cuck. <laughs> Cuck and, and that's okay. One's from, like, England and one's from America. Like, uh-huh. they, they, they found each other. Oh, it's a the... transatlantic union. So you keep trying to close that white ball, Jojo. Keep going. There we go. All right. So let's just... All right, let's just... Alright, cool. I hate these. I have loads of sinking points for this episode. That's healthy. The so. more we cheers, the more in sync this podcast is going to be. Mm-hmm. So, Jeremy Kane. So, Je- uh, no, Jeremy, Jeremy Cuck. <laughs> the hero of this Christmas adventure tale. I forget. Jeremy Cuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Ursula Kane. Take to the Polar Express um, to sabotage it and kidnap have Santa. They, have they met each other before? No, like I said, they met. Yeah, maybe they met each other last year. Right. And they when uh, they were hoping their dreams would come true. And over the past year, things have got. They they had like a friendship uh, last year, and then um, they talked about their problems. Now maybe, maybe Ursula. She's her problem seems more deep rooted. Mm. Like about Santa. Um, yeah. Like. Maybe she always had these problems. Um, like she had these, like you know, this inkling of the problems. She spoke to Jeremy Cuck about. Oh, that. and he was hopeful. Exactly. And then the marriage f- fell apart, and he got in contact with her. and Was like, "You're right. We need to do something about this. And this is going to be our last Christmas to do it." Yeah. So they get on the train. No, Why we, is Santa on the train? Can we need to fix okay, this. Santa's not on the train because we're not doing murder on this. It's, it's not entirely murder on the Orient Express anymore. I don't know what this is. Anymore. It's going to get on the train at some point. Well, they, okay, maybe does it get on the train or do they go all the way to the North Pole and then continue this, this escapade? Well, I think... So it's not a whodunit. It can't be. No, because I'm, we've got... I'm more invested in, um, <laughs> in how this turns out, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I still kind of want to call it Murder on the Polar Express, though. It's such a good title. Um, so maybe they get... What is their, what is their solution? So I think a solution could be, especially from Ursula's point of view, um, it, all they have to do is Christmas Eve. So all they have to do is get to the North Pole and stop Santa leaving. Cancel Christmas that year. Mm. And, the, and then all the parents will be like, wait, 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 we, we did pay this money and we got nothing. Yeah. But maybe Jeremy, who was hopeful only a year before, maybe there's some conflict there in him. Maybe he doesn't want to, you know, destroy Christmas. Maybe he just wants to talk to Santa. Who knows? Yeah. So what if... Mm. They, they've got to steal the presents, perhaps. Yeah, they have to sabotage Christmas. Somehow, yes. 
So they have to get on the Polar Express, meet up together, uh -huh. and then go to the North Pole, break away from the group, as they do in the Polar Express, and they go to like a present distribution area and they try and find their own presence. Mm. Um, they have to like disrupt that, they have to find Santa, and they have to like break into like Santa's office. <laughs> the Red and House. Find him. They have to like take out uh, Mrs. Claus, I don't know. <laughs> Mrs. Claus. That's just the best Christmas film is based on wordplay, which is the Sansa Claus. Oh my god, yeah, the one with Tim Allen. <clears throat> is that Tim Allen? Yeah. <laughs> Tim Allen. Where he like murdered, he like, accidentally kills Sansa. Accidentally kills Sansa. And then the mo first thing he does is puts on his clothes. <laughs> yeah, because he picked up a piece of paper that was a contract and it said, based on the Santa Claus, you have to be Santa now. And then he like starts going. So Santa's beard. going around carrying a contract that <laughs> says, in the event of my death, that he who is responsible must now. Surely that guy wasn't the first Santa the guy he killed. No. Surely that guy that guy might be Santa for like twenty minutes. <laughs> someone like yeah, someone in on like in another in like the neighbour next to his actually killed Santa then started carrying on his work. Oh my <laughs> and then goodness. was killed on that roof. <laughs> What if every year Santa is like 20 different people? <laughs> Keeps getting killed. Like, because like, he just got scared and tripped and fell off a roof. If he can, if he can kill Santa that easily. Because whenever, whenever someone takes over from Santa, mm -hmm. it's their first day on the job. Yeah. They've got to make a few mistakes. So, like, if, if, he, you know, if he just dies by falling off a roof, the amount of times he's probably you know, driven his sleigh into phone lines. Yeah. And garroted himself. Oh, or my God. Crash. Or, you know, um, like, you know, gone down a chimney and done it wrong because it was his first time and broken his neck. <laughs> it's like Johnny English, Father Christmas movie. We're going off topic. In the best way. In the best way. <laughs> this is a new film smash. <laughs> Johnny English. Tim Allen's The Santa Claus and Johnny English. <laughs> so they get to the North Pole. Um, will they do anything on the train? Because the train journey is an important bit. Maybe Ursula. Maybe Jeremy Cuck is the main character of this story. <laughs> He's the hero we can all get behind. And Ursula's actually been like building more of a network. So when Jeremy gets onto the train, she reveals like all these other people who are against Santa for like similar reasons. She's got an army. Like, yeah, there are various rogue agents around the train. Mm. Okay. And they're gonna help. They're gonna like deal with this plan. They're gonna help them to sneak away from the group. They're gonna like disrupt present management. Why is she taking Jeremy? So high up in the organisation when he was a sceptic last year, because he was she, he was the first. Maybe uh, like they spoke. She was he was the first person she spoke to um, last year on the train, mm. and then he messaged her saying later on, got in contact with him, was like, I want to join you, and that gave her confidence to spread out to more people. If this sceptic has now you know sh seen the true evil of Santa. <laughs> Uh, the inherent home, political evil. At uh, home wrecking government shield. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, wait, wait, that's it. So, I've, I've thought of something. You know, I said Jeremy might have like some, conflict some conflictedness. Mm -hmm. So, he doesn't have any conflictedness at the start of the film. He knows that Santa broke up his marriage. It was really fed up because his parents didn't know why, because of the, the way their minds had been wiped. And he mm. knew, he saw it happen, but he knew that they just they grew to hate each other. They never knew why. What did he see happen? He saw them kissing. Under the mistletoe okay. from that song. <laughs> <laughs> After he came in a chimney or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they beat that. No. Um, 
Imagine that, every year Santa comes back and she remembers him. Exactly, and then when he gets to Santa, Santa explains that whole story, that they actually had fallen in love and saw each other every year and he hated that he had to do that. Mm. But you shouldn't cancel Christmas, Jeremy Huck. I bring, oh. you know, it's, it, I'm sorry what, what I, I did. I bring your mother so much happiness. But I'm, I'm sorry about what I did, but you shouldn't cancel Christmas with Ursula Kane. <laughs> Ursula Kane's a good name. It is a good name. Not, not unlike, unlike Jeremy Cuck, <laughs> which is a very unfortunate title. <laughs> Jez Cuck. <laughs> Jez O'Cuck. <laughs> that sounds like a, da- like a Daily Mail headline. About Jeremy Clark. Yeah, but no, but Jeremy Corbyn. It's like, Jeremy Cuck. <laughs> It'll be like, you know, he'd gone to some meeting and like someone, and then like someone else like shakes his hand. Some, some uh, like one of his ministers shakes the hand of whoever they're visiting first, and not him. It's like, Jeremy Cuck. Dignitary ignores Jeremy Corbyn's handshake and goes for his younger assistant. <laughs> okay, so they get to the North Pole. Um, the little army of... Um, unhappy children who think Santa's a government shill and isn't helping out with the world enough uh, go off to disrupt present management while um, Ursula, Kane and Jeremy Cuck go to deal with the man himself. <laughs> Just every time. <laughs> Can't say it. Just go on, Jeremy. <laughs> Otherwise we won't get through it. No. It's you... too funny. Ursula and Jeremy Cuck go... <laughs> They, they, they go through the North Pole and they go find uh, Santa's headquarters. And they have to sneak through. The reason they didn't bring everyone else is because... Claws you know, HQ. Yep. There's, uh, there's elves everywhere and there's everyone in there. So, yeah, so that's what they... The little army of kids, they're causing a distraction. So making loads of the elves and stuff leave. Uh-huh. Santa's there on his own making his own preparations for, for the big... What is the political status of elves? That's a good question. It's like Uncle Lumpers. Are they kind of slaves in employment because they don't have anything better they could be doing? I don't know. Do they work all year round, the elves? Or do they only like work in the, like, the last few months? They have great holiday they might time. Do. Santa does. <laughs> yeah. Santa works one day a year. Well, yeah. Well, the also, also spends the rest of the year as being a, a character judge of every child on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and that's whether he'd been naughty or nice. And, and apparently Ursula and Kane and Jeremy Cuck have been on the nice list because <laughs> they're allowed on the train. Mmm. Yeah, such good kids, apart from their murder plan. Well, they're not murder, they're going to destroy cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas. They're going to cancel Christmas. Yeah, so... I heard they if, hide their What if that's what the elves do all year, is spy... Like, like Elf on the Shelf, they, they spy on all the kids. Oh, that's how they know. Okay, how, how did Ursula Kane and Jeremy Cuck get around um, the spies? If they were planning this um, anti-Christmas heist thing, the Great Polar Express robbery... Just by being great, apart from How messaging. They get these secret messages. They're like sociopaths. They can <laughs> Jeremy Cock isn't a sociopath. <laughs> no, sorry, I got it wrong. He's a psychopath. And <laughs> anyone with that name has to be. <laughs> he, so they're, they're great at feigning good behaviour and friendly, vibrant personalities. When in fact they've got plots. Yeah, Santa can't check um, your personal messenger. No. You can't see your social media feed. No. You need to see your actual actions. Only, only all the governments on Earth can do that. <laughs> only Facebook can see all your Facebook messages. Oh, so maybe that's like, Ur- that's like a more proper... Because I think Ursula's coming sort of the bad guy in this. Like, 
Yeah. She's got like semi, like her reasoning isn't the worst, but like she's clearly too tranquil about it. Like all the her army of people. Like the best um, villains. She's a great villain. She's um she's like Sym- for- sympathetic. She's like really tyrannical about how they've been acting all year. She's like forced all of them there to be good all year. Mm. And she's checking up on them constantly, making sure they're committing good deeds and good acts so they get on the train. If anyone is acting bad, like she's not gonna be happy with it. She can't punish them because that'd be bad. But, Still. But outwardly, to to the Santa Claus Enterprise. Oh, yeah, that looks like life. amazing behaviour. She's no, because that's all in the personal messenger. That's the thing. That's the secret side of her that you don't see. And yeah, Jeremy yeah. Hasn't seen. But even if they do see it, mm-hmm. she's making sure everyone she she's friends with yeah. is being nice. Exactly. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. She's like a very extremist Christian. Exactly. <laughs> is Ursula Cain? <laughs> a devout Ursula evangelical. Perfect, and this works so well. Brilliant. Okay. So she's been tyrannically making sure that all these kids have been nice. behaving well all year so that they are allowed on the Polar Express. Make sure the nice list, yeah. So that they can continue with their... So. Their disruption program. They've caused a disruption. They're disrupting the um, present um, storage and putting it in that giant sack on the back of the sleigh. Uh, mm. Causing a lot of the elves to leave um, Santa's HQ to go and deal with it. And that's when uh, Jeremy Cuck and Ursula Cain sneak in. Uh-huh. So they can they have a third, just so that the third can get killed along the way? Who kills them? Who <laughs> 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 the f- dies? <laughs> it's a kid's story, we've got to have a Charlie in the Chocolate Factory element where they, all the kids keep oh my God, well, yeah, that, that, getting shed one by one. Oh yeah, because they, they, like, they have to go through... Um, Santa's like factory, Santa's workshop. Yeah. And like they fall into the machinery and like one of them gets stuffed like um like yeah. a teddy bear oh until they die. God. And another one gets like turned into a jack in the box and their head comes oh out. Oh my god. It turns into sore. <laughs> no, I feel that goes off tone because that makes Santa more evil than I think he is thinks he is. <laughs> that's another that's another story where they break into Santa's workshop and it turns into some sort of horror show. Santa Saw five. Santa saw five. <laughs> and yeah, okay. Um, they're just the two of them. God, but yeah, imagine that. Imagine like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing in Santa's workshop. What did we think of that? Because like, Char- like Willy Wonka is basically the Santa of chocolate. Yeah, secretive. All the parents remember the days when Willy Wonka affected their lives, yes. and the kids still feel like he's affecting their lives, but they don't. They can't ever see him because. He's hidden away in this secretive factory. He's got strange global outreach, able to like send all these chocolates and all these tickets all over the world. Yeah. And then you go to the factory and it's all like, and it, all the kids get shed away. And the new one has to become Santa due to the Santa Claus. Because it turns out that's <laughs> the reason he, oh yeah, Santa holds a competition to replace him because he's getting really old. So he wants to find the kid of the most, of the purest heart. Um, mm. and, uh, but all the other kids get horribly mangled in the workshop. <laughs> All the kids without pure hearts. They're like, ah, yes, he fell in, he fell in the stuffer. <laughs> ah, a terrible fate. They will go to help. And Santa's like, no, don't help. He couldn't handle that much sherry. <laughs> don't worry. If he's pure of heart, he'll be fine. Oh, oh dear. No, he wasn't pure of heart. <laughs> that's, yeah, but, oh, that's that's brutal. I. Did you think of Ollie Wonka's plan there? Like, what if all, like, only one kid out of the, like five of them wasn't a dick? Like. Charlie could have been a dick. <laughs> they could have all been, <laughs> could have all died, or like you know, all been horribly mangled. And then like Willy Wonka's like, oh, uh, 
It's a bit of a flawed business model, isn't I it? I guess no one wins. I guess I'm going to have to do this again. Um. <laughs> yeah, what we don't know about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is that's actually the 11th iteration <laughs> of the conversation. <laughs> Next try. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right, let's give this another go. Um, <laughs> they were all terrible people. He'd been spying out Charlie Bucket for ages, <laughs> hoping that he'd get the gold. Like the elves are spies in this one. All the Oompa Loompas yeah. are like tend to be school children <laughs> and going to like schools across the world, like looking for possible candidates. Yeah, all the kids who come to the chocolate factory, they're like, huh, those Oompa Loompas. They look just like Paul, who we bullied at school because <laughs> he was orange and looked weird. Yeah. <laughs> the first, the actual. Um, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, the older one, mm. it's really weird. When he, well, I rewatched it recently. It's really weird because Charlie's like so entitled. He like really believes he needs. He like deserves to win. Like does he? It's one in a like million. It's like one in. Also, there's a line where someone says it's a one in a billion chance. I'm like, whoa! Is there a billion people in the world? Is it like there's like a one in like a hundred billion chance? And like, they say like a, a wow. really big number. I'm like, is there a hundred billion people on this planet? <laughs> All buying chocolate is that, bars. Is that why you're all so poor and, and all live in one bed? Because of mass overpopulation? <laughs> oh, everyone's eating chocolate all the time. Or just eating cabbage The same soup. brand. What if some kids don't like Wonka chocolate? That's Monopoly. But yeah, like Charlie acts like, like, he like, you know, there's the bit at the beginning where like, um, he gets like a couple of chocolate bars and then he finds a bit of money and mm. then goes to a shop and buys one. That's the one. But in the first ever twice, he's like, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. Oh, it's not. Oh, why did you think it was going to be? Like, it's really unlikely. <laughs> so greedy, Charlie. He's so helpful. So, so pure of heart. I he's you. in a kids' film. He knows. He knows. <laughs> no, wait, back to this. So, eventually, Jeremy Cuck and Ursula Kane. Wow. They reach Santa. Santa's making his own preparations. You know, like getting ready for the big day. He's got like. That's having a massage. He's got like aviator goggles on. He's like, put them on, ready, ready for the flying. No, he's still in the, the muscle prep. He's having a massage himself. He's having a massage. He's giving a massage to some elves. It's like ten elves walking along his big body. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly Ursula and uh, Jeremy... Imagine what a shattering image that would be. <laughs> walking into Santa's office. He's naked. But Santa's a good guy. I think Santa's actually not a bad guy in this. I think like yeah. he's misunderstood. Though we are going to have to get to the bottom of how the government conspiracy fits into this. <laughs> Like, why, why he's working with the government. All right, let's go. Keep going. All right. So they burst in. Sanders there. He's, um, he's just being, like, he's being massaged and, like, some other elves are getting his, like, clothing ready. And Jeremy Cuck and Ursula Kane burst in. <laughs> what do they do? What do, they, do they have a gun? What do, they, what do they threaten them with? I don't think they burst in. I think they spy for a bit and they want to... They want to... <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, what, what are you thinking? <laughs> Put down the reindeer. Oh no! No, don't worry. That's the present and sleigh um, delay team are the other small army sent off army of kids who have been. They drew away. Why do they the want elves. to confront Santa direct? Um, because that it seems like a stupid plan. Well, Ursula thinks this way they can like trap him in his office and make sure he's late to start Christmas and, and can't do it. All right, they trap him in his office. I like that. They trap him in a hole. So they don't burst in. Okay. They have but to try and barricade the door from the outside or something. No, I think they want to get in there as well because they want to confront Santa. They want to be locked in there with him to make sure he doesn't get out either. Alright. Um, so, so how do they get the elves out? There needs to be elves, the massage elves in there. I thought it was on his own, but no, apparently there's more elves. There's the massage elves. They work, wait, they work even less than Santa. They've got, all they have to do is massage Santa every once in a while. Just the night before. They just have to walk along Santa's back and like, well, there you go. 
I'm done for a year. I've got a, a the theory. Kickback. Fan theory. Oh yeah. On tap. Um, what if elves are related to the toys in Toy Story? Oh. And whenever they see humans, they turn into inanimate elves like Elf on the Shelf. That's how they spy. Yeah, That's exactly. The spying. So they literally turn into toys when seen by humans. So when these kids burst into the room, the ma massage elves just collapse. <laughs> if that kind of like f***s up like the elves need to go and deal with the um, present <laughs> disruption. <laughs> That's like... why they all need to go, because every time the kids come in, are in, in eyesight, <laughs> they just send them in waves. <laughs> they can't move. <laughs> to make sure they, can, <laughs> so they can stop wherever this person, these humans are. Yeah, it's, um, yeah okay, fine. <laughs> It. I love this mechanic. Okay, I like that. That could be a fun way to like. I can see that working like within the confines of the film. Yeah. Because like you need to like if you want to keep <laughs> like weeping angels. So, um, Jeremy has to keep looking at them, picking them up, and then throws them all out of the room. And then like a barricades the door with a big comically large candy cane, like shoves it through the door handles. All the elves uh, are trying to get in, banging on the door. Exactly, but then but you can never see them move. Exactly. <laughs> the moment they burst in, they just turn into toys. Yeah, just collapse. Um, but yeah, like banging the doors, and all they go off to get other elves. But um, they barricade the door and um, has got some rope or like some uh, some Christmas lights. And fairy lights, tinsel. Some fairy lights and tinsel and tie Santa to the chair. And Santa the whole time is like, what are, what are you doing? Santa can't like attack the children or fight back. He's Santa, he's a good natured uh, pacifist soul. Yeah, and he's trapped like, oh, by one of the previous Santas. <laughs> no, this is not the Santa Claus. And this person sounds like an alien or something we got <laughs> need to deal with. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, so he gets tied down to the chair and he's like, oh, you, you kids, you're going to be on, on the naughty list, but um, if, if, if you let me go now and, and, and everything will be fine, I, I can forget about this. And Ursula's like, uh, starts laying into him with her political manifesto. Yeah, like, she uh, does a speech on him. Listen here. speech. Fat man. <laughs> and this is where Jeremy starts to realise that she might not be so nice. Yeah, maybe. This is the first time she's like probably f***ed up. And obviously Santa knows who they both are. Because Santa knows all the kids, mm. he knows that this is um, Ursula. Like, oh, you, you're usually such a such a good person, Ursula. What, what is this? And he goes, ah, you, your, your tricks I've don't always work on you. me. I've played you, old man. <laughs> yeah, she is a sociopath. She goes into this whole thing about how like um, Santa has <clears throat> got all this power and needs to use it for good, needs to help people, not just stop feeding into the commercialist stuff. And she's done all this conspiracy theory reading about like she thinks you know she knows that the Santa she's like. Connected to the dots, she thinks the Santa program that the parents will pay into is all connected to the CIA and the FBI and the MI6 yeah. and, and all that. And she's right. I know she's completely right. <laughs> she's completely right about all of this. <laughs> and all my, and do, managed to do all this research under Santa's nose without him knowing. Mm. She lays into him. And, um, she's just some kind of clairvoyant who can just see, see the truth. It's like, and you, you ruin, and not only that, you, you ruin people's lives with what you're doing right now. Just ask my friend Jeremy Cuck. And um, he's like, Jeremy? He's, he's like, Cuck, he knows that name. Because of yeah, course, I love his life. Um, <laughs> Reginald Cuck. No, what was his mother called? Or was it his father? Samantha. Samantha Cuck. <laughs> yeah. Cuck, you're, you're Samantha's boy. And he's, like, and he's like, yes, you ruined my parents' marriage by coming and kissing my mother and making her forget about it. And so I was like, no, that's, that's not true. You've got it wrong. You've got it wrong, Cuck. You've got it I love your mother. We've loved each other for many years. But I've He's been cheating on Mrs. Claus as well. Mrs. Don't tell Mrs. Claus about <laughs> this. She's not actually my wife. The CIA keeps her to keep an eye on me. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but yeah, he's been cheating on Mrs. Claus. Uh, that's a separate point. With Jeremy's and, mum. With Jeremy's mum. It's got it going on. Samantha Cuck. Jeremy's mum's got it going on. <laughs> Samantha Cuck. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... So... They've been in love this whole time, and he hates that he has to wipe... That her memory has to be... She has to forget it every year. Exactly. He hates this. But it's breaking year. her heart. It's breaking his heart. He remembers. She forgets. Maybe every year. Like, every year, like when she sees him again, all the memories come back. Mm. So every year, they, this love story yeah, has yeah. been building. But every year, she has to forget. Yeah, that's right. And then... But this year, um, maybe she went too far with the kiss. Maybe that, like, left something with her. So she, like... Even though her wine was wiped, mm. something stayed. Because the love was true. And that ruined the marriage because there was something in in in, in um, what's what's his dad called? Reginald. Reginald Cuck. Reg. Reggie Cuck. And Samantha Cuck. They both knew something was wrong, and they grew to despise each other, and distrust each other, but they had no real reason to. And they and they grew to hate The marriage fell apart. And Sam yeah. Like, Sam's, he's, he's sorry. He's so sorry about all that. He didn't. He didn't mean to. But it was. It was love. And he um, he proves it. He says, if you look at my desk now, Jeremy, there's a picture of of, of me and your mother years ago, when mm. we first met. It's proof, and, and, and Ursula's like, don't, don't listen to him, Jeremy, he's a, he, he's a fraud! <laughs> he's a liar! He's a liar! Um, but you have, to, you have to stop this, Jeremy, you have, to, you have to save Christmas. If we stop Christmas now, it would ruin what if he's, children's he's lives the one, everywhere. It would, he's it would the one the whole system. He's the one holding the tinsel and the fairy lights. Yeah, he's holding so it. So that to, to get to the desk, he has to let Santa go. So he has to make that choice. No, he's like... No, I think that's like part of the evidence. But like the real choice he needs to make is whether or not he's gonna let Santa go and stop Ursula. Maybe it's evidence of like the alien government plot. What okay, let's let's figure that out real quick. What, what is what, what is Santa in this? <laughs> what is Father Christmas? What is Santa Claus? Who is Tim Allen? What is Santa? I think he's an alien. Maybe every planet has got a Santa. Every planet of civilization, some other like civilization send a Santa Claus to bring joy to all the kids okay. every year. But the evil human government um, <coughs> corrupted it and made it, made it ruined. No, you, you're throwing up problems for me. Go on. I'm thinking, what about all the animal species on Earth? Do they each have a Santa? But they're not intelligent enough civilization. I mean, everywhere that has, like, civilised life, someone sends, like, this, this planet send a Santa to bring joy to all the kids. They're a completely benevolent race of, of being. Hmm. But like the humans have like corrupted it, and like they invented this, you know, this money-making scheme, and um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, and Santa went along with it just because this is his only nature. His nature is just to do this. So by, by by any means, he needs to keep doing this, even if the government. Had been no, what if this Santa it? made an error, and he's okay. about to get fired? Okay. He's about to get withdrawn. Why? Because he boosted the commercialism. Ah, oh, the stupidity. And he's going to be replaced with. The Santa that um, Ursula wants. Okay. But Jeremy has to keep him there for the sake of his mother, who's already single now. That is true. Okay, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> Santa's going to get decommissioned. Does Santa know that? Does this Santa know that? That that's about to happen? Maybe. Maybe that does happen. Maybe. Oh, but that's like, that's a little like, hey, everyone, that's a happy ending for everyone. Like, this Santa, <laughs> he, he gets recalled, but he decides to stay on Earth. Yeah. And live as a mortal and go meet um, Samantha Cuck and becomes Jeremy's dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My new... dad used to be Santa. <laughs> and then this new the Santa. Massive age gap. 
Okay, maybe, that, maybe that's the plot they sort of devise, but, but Ursula doesn't really get her comeuppance. Ursula is like a villain. She's also completely correct all the time <laughs> and really gets what she wants. Hmm. How is she a villain again? <laughs> not really. She wanted to cancel Christmas. But yeah, she just, uh, but she didn't see the full picture. Like, Santa isn't actually evil. It's just the government who are evil. Yeah, and she was coercing people. Yeah, and she, she was, yeah, she was manipulating people to her will and all that. <laughs> but she's still on the nice list. She's still on the night. Nice, yeah, because it's, she did it all in secret, all using personal messenger on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Santa can't see that. All those spying elves. Okay, I like this. So, okay, so maybe there is a happy. It's, but how did how did like, it is a happy ending? So, but how does she learn her lesson? He sees the they see the evidence, and Santa explains that he's not evil. He explains the whole alien. <laughs> No, it's all right, kids. I'm an alien. <laughs> Explain. Explains to them that. Ho, ho, ho is the greeting from the planet that he comes from. <laughs> this is the galactic organization he comes from. Gives um, sends Santas to each planet where there are where there are chil- um, children mm. to bring them joy, but the the governments on this planet, they've ruined that. Yeah, so it's commercial government. But we shouldn't destroy Christmas. Um, I, and he says, you know, and, he, and he looks at Jeremy Cuck <laughs> and the pain he's caused him <laughs> and his family. And he says, and he realises with what Ursula tells him that he's not, he's not bringing all the joy he could do. When Ursula talks about her, her sibling who died and all she wanted for Christmas was for him to save her, but he didn't. He says, I need to stop being Santa. I need to tell Galactic HQ send someone else who can do this. Mm. Send someone else who won't do what the government want and who will just do good stuff for the planet and all the children here. Stop that kind of dark mind wipe shit and, mm. and, and stuff. And, and, and just bring joy to the children, even if it does mean, you know, not just giving them toys, but, get, but, but helping them with the, what they want, what they deserve for being good all year. Even if it means he can never see Samantha cuck <laughs> again. He can never see Samantha cuck again. That's why he's been holding on. Because mm. he wanted to see Samantha every year. But now he knows about how the marriage fell through. He knows that he can't just go back there like everything's normal. He's ruined it for her. Yeah, when he visits uh, Jeremy's house in the future, he might not even see her because she won't be there. So do they, do they let Christmas go ahead this year? Do they relent? Do they all come to an agreement? <laughs> Picturing a scene where Santa's like making an ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> Go on. It's like presses the button that gets him zapped away and replaced with another Santa. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, perfect. It's like Wally, where his his card gets removed and oh, he's like exactly the same man, but yeah. different personality. <laughs> different personality and like looks slightly different. Yeah. So yeah, he does. He says. Um, he says, there, behind the photos, is a button. <laughs> Press the button, and you'll never see me again. But then you'll have to let Christmas go ahead this year. But trust me, the children will be helped this year. All, mm. the, all the other kids, with their six siblings and parents, they will be helped. All those who want to bring that, you know, all those other stuff they want, more important stuff than just toys and iPads, they mm. will be helped out. And they press the button, and, uh, and just before he goes, he starts glowing as he's about to teleport. He looks at, he looks at Jeremy Cuff and says, he says, uh, say bye to Samantha for me. 
and disappears. And this new guy turns up, he looks exactly the same, and he's like, hey yeah. kids, how are we all doing? And he, throws, <laughs> and he gives them toys, and, and he gives them things, and he's like, gives them hugs. Like, gives them hugs. <laughs> and he's like, so, do you want to help me save Christmas this year? And they all get on the sleigh together. Mm. And they get, not only do they give out toys, but they give out, um, you know, they, um, they make people better. They, um, like, when they're like, poor families, they don't just like, you know, give them toys and give them stuff. They all get, they give them more food. They give them like, they wake up yeah. next morning, there's a huge Christmas dinner waiting for them at the tables. Yeah. These poorer kids who never had this before. Um, like, um, or like, there's, there's like, kids who like, um, who, and again, like poorer kids who all like, live in like, in a cramped room together. Um, and they wake up next morning, their room has been decorated, they're all like nice beds, they're all um, like wearing better clothes. Because Santa yeah. made their life better. He didn't just do what they paid for. And then he takes Jeremy back to Jeremy's home. He does. And he goes back to his normal life where his mother is now alone as the dad has left her. And then, and then, and then we cut to several months later. And there's like all these news reports flickering about that. The governments are like all being disrupted by... Um, the Santa program falling apart, yeah. and, um, everything changing because this new Santa isn't just uh, isn't going with their agenda. Mm. Uh, and then someone knocks the door, and it's someone who looks wearing normal clothes now, suspiciously like the other Santa. Very familiar. And they lock eyes, Samantha Cuck, and this old Santa. And the film ends. <laughs> film smashed. Film smashed. <laughs> Woo! That was I'm beautiful! Ima <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm imagining like an end credit sequence where we, where we, where we fade in from black in the, the, the Oval Office and the government's got no money. <laughs> so they, they start All like, their money was coming the Santa. <laughs> so they, they, they start, they think, we need to find new ways of making money. Oh my god. And, and they, they launch... What, you, what do you think? I'm gonna say? I was thinking of some sort of like um, you know, like Batman versus Superman, where they they come like he presses the button, they come up the screen of like all the, there's a logo for all these different like superheroes that he wants to team up with, like teasing the next film. It comes up and it's like there's a tooth, there's um, a rabbit with some eggs, and there's some <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, all this other stuff to get the tooth fairy and the yeah. Easter bunny on board. Get that sorted. I love how like it's it's sort of like there's like an anti-capitalist like strain. Yeah, at the end there's a sequel teaser <laughs> and a franchise idea. And there's like standalone movies for each of these people. What would the franchise be called? The Holiday Cinematic Universe, the HCU. <laughs> oh my god! Full circle. Full circle. full reef. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Oh my goodness. Do we just do we just do we just. There we go. It's going to be so in sync. Oh my god, yeah. That was good. I quite like that one. I really like that one. Like that. Hmm. I think it's sometimes better when we really just don't think about it beforehand. And let, yeah. Like, it's a 50 50 because sometimes it just goes nowhere and gets kind of boring. Like the Rosencrantz Guildenstern one. Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, but that's how excited like, you were for that one as well. I just the idea. I do love the idea of it. It just doesn't <laughs> work in this sort of format because it takes a lot more thought. And <laughs> when you really think about Rosencrantz Guildenstern, it's often it's a lot. A lot of it is a clever dialogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and introspective thought. Which well, he's got to like. build stuff up from scratch. Is why it's a bit of a problem. I think that, that was quite fun. That was really good. 
wasn't really murder on the Polar Express, was it? Yeah, but it's not funny. Let's just call it that anyway. That was quite a fun one. I love Jeremy Cuck. <laughs> Jeremy Cuck! <laughs> and, and also, I enjoyed that we, we went on several tangents. It was quite fun, like, and like making different plots. Like, yeah. oh, the Daily Mail joke, I enjoyed that. The, sort, the Santa the Saw what? 5. Just the Daily Mail bit. I kind of like that. What was the Daily Mail bit? And I went, like, how like the Daily Mail would have a headline titled Jeremy Cuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Santa Saw 5 bit. The bit about Willy Wonka. <laughs> Willy Wonka stuff was good. I'd love to do a Charlie in the Chocolate Factory film smash. Mm. Yeah, it's just the I like like thinking about that floor. Like, what if all the kids were dicks? Because you know it was it was lucky. What if or even worse? What if two of them are good? They gotta fight it out. So what do you do with that? Like, you keep taking them to different rooms until one of them is tempted by something and kills themselves. Because <laughs> like, think about it. I'm going. I'm, I'm now just like really thinking about Charlie in the Chocolate Factory here. Like, what did Augustus Gloop really do wrong? It's greedy. Yeah, but he just drank, like you said, go eat anything in this room. He's like, oh, I'm going to drink from the chocolate lake and then fell in and couldn't you swim. You said not from the chocolate lake. Okay, what if he could swim and just got back out again? He broke the rule. He said, don't drink from the river. Ah, uh, I guess he did. What if he swam back out again? Would the really one could be like, leave, I demand you leave. Yeah, that chocolate would be like full of fecal matter, hairs. Do you not wash your hands? Like... Why would there be fecal matter in his hands? Because his asshole went into the river. Oh, after he fell out of it. Oh, right, sorry. Well, he was <laughs> drinking from it and then no. just didn't fall in. Like, no, no. It's going to be full of shit now. <laughs> Hi there. Thanks for downloading Film Smash. Did you know that you can follow the podcast on Twitter? There you can find all our updates, suggest your own Film Smash ideas, or just say hi. That is at Film Smash Pod for all the updates. Go check it out. At Film Smash Pod.